Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by ParentTrainers.com presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Patrice Noyelite. Patrice is a 19-year-old content creator and soon-to-be college student. Patrice has loved taking photos and making videos since she was little and in her junior year of high school applied those talents to starting a lifestyle and personal development blog and later a YouTube channel called The Bliss Bean. When COVID canceled some of her gap year plans, she spent all of her extra time growing the channel, a newsletter, book club, podcast, and social media presence. After deferring college for a second year due to the pandemic, she plans to start college in fall 2021 to study digital media and communications and continue working on her blog. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Patrice. Patrice, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So let's just jump right in. One of the first questions that I ask all of the interviewees is tell us where, like where you grew up and then also talk specifically about the expectations around post-secondary education. Sure. So I was actually born in Lithuania in Vilnius and I lived there with my mom and dad until I was maybe like four or five years old. And then we were able to come to the United States on a diversity immigrant visa. And ever since then, I have grown up in Madison, Wisconsin. So in my family, I guess it was expected that I would go to college, but it also wasn't super, it wasn't a very strict expectation of my parents either. One really important aspect, like, of our European culture that affected my post-secondary options and views was that in Europe, it's really, really common to take a gap year after high school, whereas in the United States, it's definitely not as common. Like in my graduating class, there were maybe maximum one or two other people who were taking gap years, so I definitely felt a little bit alone in that. Luckily, we have the internet, so when I was considering taking a gap year, there were so many resources that I could find online, so I knew that I wasn't really, like, one of the only few people doing this, Um, but yeah, so my parents got their bachelor's and their master's degrees while they were in Europe, but for them, college was actually free because they lived in Lithuania, um, and at the time it was free. I think still probably it's quite cheap, if not free. It's very different from the United States. Um, but for them, college wasn't like a huge part of their life. What they ended up doing in their careers was not really related to what they studied anyways. So I would say the attitude in my household was very relaxed. Like my parents were open to whatever I was interested in studying and they definitely encouraged me to take a gap year as well. I love that even though like culturally speaking like Europeans do push for the gap year versus like the United States we are so like driven towards those like immediately go to college after high school with the the minority or kind of the this anomaly population being those that are like i'm gonna go against the grain i'm gonna actually like explore alternative opportunities not saying that college is off the table it's just like i'm not Mm -hmm. immediately gonna go so what did you end up doing 
Yeah, so initially I think that I thought I would spend a lot more time traveling than I actually did. Um, but that was part of the learning experience for me was I thought, like I was looking at all these people online who were spending their entire year backpacking and I kind of realized like I don't have the energy or stamina for that. But so I did travel for two months and that was a fantastic experience. I went to Europe and I did some workaway programs in Spain. I lived with host families in Madrid. I spent some time in Portugal and then I also traveled to Germany to see my uncle's family who I hadn't seen in literally 15 years. So it was a really cool reunion and I got to meet one of my cousins for the very first time. Um, and so part of my gap year, I feel like was just like reconnecting with my family because um, because most of my extended family lives in Lithuania. We only visit them like every four or five years. So one of the things that I did after graduating um, high school was that my entire family got to go to Lithuania to spend a couple of weeks there. So travel was an important part of it. And then I also did a lot of freelance photography up until November for the most part when all of the senior photos were due. I was doing a lot of senior portrait shoots, some family shoots, some couples photos. And then throughout the entire year, I was also working on my YouTube channel, which I had started during my junior or senior year of high school. And during spring, I had planned to continue traveling and do a trip to Asia. But then that was when quarantine began. And so then I kind of had to pivot Luckily, I had the YouTube channel, so I had something to put all of those extra hours towards, and that was basically all that I did. And now I'm on my second gap year because I decided to defer for a year. I will be going to college in Spain, and I just thought that like going during the middle of the pandemic might not be, like it won't be the college experience I was uh, waiting for, and it also might be a little unsafe and maybe a little risky if they end up locking down again. Oh, that's just from my perspective, that does seem like a beautiful decision for you. <laughs> college is not, so I, yeah, college is not the typical college experience right now. So I'd love mm -hmm. for you to potentially talk a little bit more about how you ended up selecting a university in Europe as well, but maybe even elaborate more on like knowing that this is now your second year doing this gap experience. Is there anything that you uh, have found to be creative that you've been able to do being at home, whereas it was completely off your radar before? Um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so I had for a very long time considered going back to Europe for college. I just felt like well, right now I'm a, I'm a citizen of the European Union, so it's quite easy for me to travel and live there. And since all of my family is over there, I've always felt like I've kind of had two homes in the world. And so it just kind of made sense to me, like I've lived in this home for maybe 15 years. I could spend my four years of college in my other home and be closer to my family for four years and try something new. So when I first started looking at colleges, I started with the intention of looking in Europe and in the United States. I kind of narrowed it down mostly to Spain and Lithuania, just based on the languages that I knew, because I didn't really want to be completely lost once I went there and have to learn a whole new language. I went to a website, I think it was called like bachelorsportal.com or something, 
and you just got to put in your criteria and get bachelor's programs from all over the world. So I stumbled upon this university called IE University, and I was just immediately, I like immediately fell in love with it. And I was imagining myself there. And I remember actually at one point thinking like, I need to consider other options as well, like not just have my eyes on this one college. So I opened up the search process to like all my options again. I narrowed again and then still I ended up at IE University. So at once it was time for me to apply, I did apply to other colleges just to see like what scholarship offers I could get and such. So I applied in the United States to UW-Madison, which is where I live. So that made a lot of sense. And I liked their journalism program. I applied to Boston University, Fordham University in New York and USC. And then in Spain, I applied to IE University and then SLU Madrid, which is St. Louis University. They have a Madrid campus and you can study all four years there. Um, so then once I got all of my decisions back, it was kind of a matter of deciding um, what was best financially. And then also I definitely was leaning towards Spain because it was such a cool new experience. And since I got into IE and that was where I'd always imagined myself, it was a pretty natural decision. Oh, that's so exciting. And mind you too, like this is still like on the horizon. So this is like, yes, I get to do this, which is super exciting. But for the time being, you're still in Madison, you're working on your YouTube channel. How else are you finding yourself in creative spaces to kind of fill this gap experience to still feel productive and not like you're just hitting pause or continuing to delay the collegiate experience? And I should also back up and say this question comes out because I've been working with a lot of young adults who are really struggling with this perspective of not just the gap experience, but just feeling like their, their life is slowly passing by and they aren't able to really like feel productive. Yeah, so I, w I felt very, very lucky to have my YouTube channel because I, I didn't really have to think much about how I would spend my extra time. I had been working on my YouTube channel since high school. So during high school, it was like an evenings and weekends and study halls kind of thing. Whereas now I could put a lot more time into it. So I guess I was able to explore like more creative projects within my blog because during high school, it was kind of just like keep up with the weekly schedule and stay on top of things and like survive like not much creativity was going on but then once I had all this free time I came up with some new projects so I created this online course and sold that I started a book club group I started my own podcast and I was just able to like get more creative with my videos so I honestly like recommend starting blogs to a lot of people because I think it's applicable to so many interests and even if you don't plan on like creating a career out of it like that was kind of my intention from starting it all the way from the beginning you pick up so many skills like I've learned so much about writing and social media marketing and organization and working with other people and for example I remember when I was applying for a communications internship back in high school, I showed them my blog and it barely had any readers at that point. I don't think I had started my YouTube channel at that point either, 
but just like showing them this website and being like, this is something I have uh, motivated, like self-motivated myself to work on every single week. Like this is all the content I've created, all the photos I've shot. I think I like secured that internship as soon as they saw my vlog because they were very impressed with it. And so, yeah, I just feel like starting sort of independent projects is really important, even if they don't like succeed in the traditional sense of the word, you pick up skills during it and you get to develop your interests as well. I feel like this actually segues well to my next question because historically speaking, the majority of the folks that I've interviewed have been years outside of the college experience or their gap year experience and you are still in it. But I'm <laughs> eager to ask this, which is, do you see yourself as successful? Yeah, that's definitely a question I've been thinking about. So I guess where I am now is a position I probably would not have been able, like with my YouTube channel, I would not have been able to imagine when I was in high school because it was really like in March 2020 that my YouTube channel started growing a lot. Um, and I was able to grow it to the point where like I can consider it to be my full-time job now. And uh, so I guess in that sense, I do feel successful because that was always kind of my goal from starting it. Back when I had zero readers and zero viewers, I always thought like, wouldn't it be cool if this could be my job? Like making, just making videos and being creative. But I guess like the more I think about it, the fact that it's like my full-time job is not as important to me now as the freedom that it gives me because I found that the numbers of it in terms of revenue but also in terms of views are so fickle and if I focus too much on them like it can really bring me down because now that my bar has kind of been raised like any dip below that makes me just feel bad about myself but then if I think back to this new definition of success where I feel successful because like I can take this blog with me to Spain like I can continue working on this in college I can work independently which is my favorite way to work the fact that I've created for this for myself that makes me feel successful I totally view you as successful but it's great to hear <laughs> Thank your you. yeah your perspective of self in that light so Let's transition to the next question, which is, you know, if you could give any piece of advice to a young adult who is really on the fence, right? Uh, again, especially if we focus on American youth, the mm -hmm. idea or the concept of taking a gap year experience feels like you really have to almost have this intense sense of like, self-confidence and like you know like vision and drive and like this is going to be okay I'm going to be okay in order to do that because again the majority of the herd is going immediately to college so what piece of advice would you give to a young person right now who might really be struggling with the idea of following that herd and being called towards a gap year experience but not really feeling certain if it's a good fit for them yeah, I so as I mentioned before, like I think the internet is such a fantastic place to learn about gap years. And so like if you go online and you read about other people's experiences or other people's ideas for gap years, it definitely can make you feel less alone and introduce you to new options. Like I was very lucky in that my family supported me 
but like they didn't have that much to offer in terms of advice because they didn't take gap years themselves. They just liked the idea. And then at school, there weren't many resources either. There weren't many peers that were taking gap years. I don't think my counselors really knew that much about gap years as well, but I was able to find uh, so much help online, like from the gap year association or from just like looking up YouTube channels from people who are taking gap years or blog posts or things like that. Um, and then I think another helpful thing is just having multiple ideas, kind of like backup plans for what you want to do during your gap year. So for me, having my YouTube channel was kind of a really good backup plan for when I couldn't travel because I thought that I would spend months and months traveling, but that didn't work out. And I feel like I would have felt very lost if I didn't have because I couldn't do photography at that time either when everyone was social distancing. That didn't work. Like, it was really good that I had the YouTube channel to fall back on because otherwise I would have had trouble filling that time, I think. Oh, that's, that's important. I, well, leave it up to a pandemic to encourage all of us to have not just plan A's, but B, C, D, and yeah. E. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate the advice and you willing to just share just a snapshot of your journey. And I certainly wish you the best of luck at IE in fall 2021. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, how can people find you? Yeah, so I, uh, my blog is called The Bliss Bean. So at theblissbean.com, you can find my newsletter and my podcast and a link to my YouTube channel. On Instagram, I am at The Bliss Bean as well. And I also have a book club on Instagram at Blissful Book Club. And we will make sure that we have links to all of those in the podcast notes for anybody that's listening and wants to follow to read that. I am so grateful again, for you being on the podcast, willing to share your journey and have a fresh perspective of a young adult who's still in it, right? Because mm -hmm. you're still in your gap year, but to see success in your age is, is pretty profound. And I know somebody's listening to this, whether it's a young person themselves or a parent, and they are going to resonate with your story and hopefully they will connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on this. Thanks again. That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. I want to thank my guest again for joining me this week and for being willing to share their story. This podcast would not exist if it weren't for people such as yourself. Stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their personal story with the world. You can follow me on Instagram at Lily Consulting and on Facebook at Lily Consulting LLC. But most importantly, check out the resources on my website at www.lilyconsulting.com. If you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. Also, while you're there, if you would be so kind, leave me a review. You can also download to listen to the Success is Subjective podcast on other popular podcast apps such as Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you check out the show notes where you will find contact information, website details, and all social media for our guests. Once again, thank you to parenttrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it. Thank you.